want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss, your one-stop shop for all the tips and recipes you'll ever need to take control of your life and finally become boss. Today's guest is a tall math and psychology teacher turned podcasting entrepreneur, persuasive writing expert, Amazon best-selling author, international speaker, and a number one authority for turning podcasters into author experts to grow their show, brand, and business. Laura's popular podcast is called Copy That Pops, and her books are Copywriting for Podcasters and Permission to Write a Brand Building Book for Podcasters, both of which hit the number one in their categories in the U.S. and abroad. Laura has contributed to or been mentioned in publications such as Huffington Post, Influensive, Thrive Global, and Accelerate Magazine. For fun, Laura loves international travel. She's at 40-plus countries with her husband and her dog, Tuck. Lots of garlic, and she loves reruns of the IT crowd. Laura, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? So good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that really uh those that last tidbit really really caught me the most. The garlic and uh oh, yeah. and the dog's name, Tuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't have his own Instagram account because I'm too busy for that, but I do use the hashtag chill as tuck if anyone wants to go see a bunch of pictures of him on instagram <laughs> not that none of the uh, not that anything else doesn't matter it's just uh you know things like that yeah. it's the little things it's the little things that catch you so much sometimes it's crazy the personal co- personal connections yeah exactly well is there anything you want to tell the listeners uh about yourself that maybe we don't know uh something something new well i'll <laughs> I don't know if I've ever shared this on like 50 plus interviews I've done, but I have tried out for Survivor like 13 times and I never got called and I'm very sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so not, it has nothing to do with business, but I uh, love the show Survivor and I feel like I would just die to be in that competition. I think it'd be so fun. So did you literally, literally try out for every single season? No, no, no. Cause they're, I feel like they're probably on like number 30 or something right now. And I actually haven't tried out in the past few years cause I've been so busy mm-hmm. growing my business. But I, for a while I was applying all the time and I think they have, they do two seasons a year. So it's been running for a long time. Yeah. That's actually like, I lost track. I, I heard somebody yeah. the other day was still watching it and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I know I haven't watched it in a little while. Just been so busy, but I love it. And I, Maybe, maybe one day someone will hear this and then they'll give me a call. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, this, this, this could be it. This could be your end. This is the one you've been yeah. waiting for. <laughs> Put it out to the universe to see what happens. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> well, you know, so you've done a lot of, a lot of great things uh, throughout your career thus far and so much more to come. But before you got to kind of where you're at and kind of, you know, mm. run, running the show and doing your own thing. You know, I'm sure there was a moment when you were definitely, you know, bossed around or you had to work for somebody else. Yeah. When, when, when did that time come and you know, when did you realize enough was enough? Well, I mean, when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is the first job I had 
kind of ongoing because I was, I did tutor when I was in high school, but in the summers in high school and into college, I worked in an office and I just did like basic administration tasks and I wanted to just kill myself every day. (laughs) Okay. Not really, but I mean, it was so boring. I would be falling asleep at my desk. It was just, I was like, Oh my gosh, people do this every day. This sucks. Um, and then but the real pivotal moment for me was I, I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 21, just coming back from studying abroad for a year in Germany. And I really wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it, a couple of years went by and I couldn't quite put it together. I couldn't figure it out. And this is before the internet was huge like it is. And so I ran back to what I knew, which was education. And I did end up doing a master's in uh, secondary education. And I taught high school math and psychology for about five years. So going into my fifth year of teaching, that's when the real moment that you're asking about came for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I looked around and I was like the best, most elite teachers in this school, they're like board certified and they run the teacher meetings and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm always aspiring to be as good as I can. And I looked at them and I was just like, I don't actually want that. <laughs> like I'm different. I'm not like everybody else here. I want to travel the world every second I have and I want to create things and be my own boss and not have to go to boring meetings if I think that they're not worthwhile. So I just wanted more control and freedom and choice. And going into my fifth year of teaching, I just started telling everyone this is my last year. And I just, I had this, and I was about to turn 30 at the end of that year too. So Mm -hmm. I think that was like another pivotal (laughs) timeframe where I was like, you know, I'm almost 30 and I haven't done what I've been wanting to do since I was 21. You know, it was kind of like just weighing on my brain. And so I just knew that year was the last and I was going to figure it out. So you legit had like a midlife kind of crisis to kind of part of it, (laughs) right? (laughs) For sure. Some people try to avoid that word and they're just like, no, no, it's something I really want to do. But that played a part, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I looked around and I, I felt like I had accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in that world. And it was time for the next mountain to climb. And you mentioned something key, something that I've talked about before, and that's laying it out there and sort of telling Mm -hmm. it to people to become accountable. Uh, I see that's exactly what you did, huh? By telling everybody. Exactly. And same with Survivor. Just got to keep saying it. It'll happen. Right? Right? You got to picture yourself doing it. And rehearse the lines you're going to say when you're there, because it will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before you sort of dove in, did you know, like, I, I, well, yeah, you planned it that it was going to happen, but did you know what you were going to do next? Did you have any idea or did you sort of like, this is it, now I'm going to have my time to think about it and figure it out? Once yeah, well, out. when I first decided I had no idea what I was going to do, I um. I, I actually, I'm a big salsa dancer. So I remember probably about halfway through the year. So let's, let's put us in like January, uh, seven years ago. So it must've been 2011. So January, 2011, I was salsa dancing with some friends and I was feeling super down and overwhelmed and stressed out. Cause I was like, this is my last year I'm leaving, but I don't, and I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. I just felt overwhelmed by all the choices. There's a billion things to do. And I'm, you know, of course you're attracted by those, like make money while you sleep and like all this like scammy stuff. So I'm just like, should I do something like that? And just like try to figure out affiliate marketing from never doing it before and like do that or what the heck should I do? 
And so a friend of mine who I was salsa dancing with, he said, Laura, if you, you know, of all the options, if you just had to start a business right the second, what would it be? And I go, well, I guess it would be a tutoring company because that's what I know. Like I've tutored since I was in high school myself. I'm a teacher. I know how to help people, especially like in math, which is high demand. And I could find other tutors and find more clients and, and grow it and scale it that way. And he was like, oh, okay. I have a friend you should talk to. And I was like, okay. So a friend of my salsa friend was somebody who had run a tutoring company when he was in high school. So he was like this young go-getter entrepreneur. And so we ended up meeting, talking together, and we started a company called Student Tutor. It's still alive today. And that was my, that's what I ended up doing once I left teaching was I just dove full in into Student Tutor. And we started by tutoring everything under the sun. But we quickly realized that the biggest demand was for math and SAT prep and things like that. So, you know, the evolution of our company just adjusted as we took action and figured it out as we went. So that was the first company that I started that actually worked. I don't work on it anymore. So I'm like a silent partner. He runs it all completely and I'm not involved in it anymore. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I basically ended up picking something I already knew how to do. So I, I went with something in my wheelhouse already. Okay. And, um, is that something you would recommend for people to, Maybe yes. first get out there and do what you know best before just going into the yeah. wild. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're completely sick of it and you never want to like talk about math tutoring again in your life, then okay, you got to explore other things. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, here's the basic recipe. You have to find someone willing to give you money in exchange for some other value. That's either a product or service, you know, overall. Mm-hmm. So... And the fastest way to get money is by offering a service because like to sell products, you need a huge audience and you need to spend a lot more money in ads and stuff. So there's like a huge learning curve for that. So the fastest way to start a business is to get someone to pay you money for your exchange in value in time and service period. Mm -hmm. And the best way to start that is by doing something you already are good at. Mm -hmm. So curveball, what if you hate, what you've been doing and it's the only thing you know how to do, but you need to get out of working for somebody. Well, start gaining some skills in something else. Yeah. I mean, there's two schools of thought. If you Mm -hmm. don't have a safety net, it has a real fire under your butt and you're going to make stuff happen. If you have a safety net, like another job or savings, then some people may not really push as hard, not really go all in and go for it. So I think it's more about really knowing yourself and your comfort level. Um, I personally, just to give you full disclosure, when I left teaching full time, I was still teaching online psychology part time. So I was lucky enough to have that and I could do that anywhere in the world. So I took my laptop to Europe for a couple months after I stopped teaching and I was doing my online teaching. And so that was like a great small amount of income gotcha. that could kind of help me pay the basic level bills. And then I did have savings squirreled away over the five years of teaching so that I had some runway too, because it took a long time for us to make enough money to actually pay ourselves. Because even if we made money, we put it back into marketing or we hired someone else. And, you know, a lot of time went by where it was like, holy crap, like I'm not making anything from this. What am I doing? So I think it, it's up to you and your comfort level and 
and your plans and stuff. So I, I can't say a hundred percent recipe for any one person without knowing them better. But, but yeah, I would say if you have a family, if you have other like commitments, if you have a certain lifestyle, you don't want to go down, like you have a house and you don't want to live with roommates or something, then mm-hmm. really you should start on the side so that you can still have the income coming in while you're building up the skills to, to take the leap. Yeah, that's a great, that's some great tips right there for sure. Um, definitely have to take, uh, definitely have to explore and do some trial and error and stuff when you can and make the most use of your mm-hmm. time for sure. Well, I'm sure along the way you probably made a mistake or two, right? There had to be, had to, had to be one, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Is there something notable, something that happened along, along this journey that you look back at and it's, uh, something you maybe had to make in order to get to where you're at? Yeah. You know, it's like, I really believe that the mistakes you make are customized to you. So it's like life, the universe, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. is customizing the lessons you need to learn at the time. So don't see it as a negative, but see it as, oh, this is what I needed to understand before I'm able to move on to the next level. Um, for me, one thing that I can pinpoint that's concrete that people can take away is I kept on thinking that, oh, this guru has the magic solution. Oh, that expert is the magic pill is what I've been missing this whole time. So for a long time, for years, I feel like I bounced around between following one guru. Oh, now I need to do webinars. Oh, another guru. No, it's all about Pinterest. (laughs) And just kind of like a shiny object syndrome mixed with feeling like I wasn't expert enough in my own decision-making that I needed someone else to tell me what's the next thing to do, which I think is very much aligned with academia. And I was a great kid. I was great in school. So Mm -hmm. I was like, teacher, tell me the next step. So I think with business, yes, you want to keep on learning and you want to take a lot of ideas into account. But ultimately, the only way you're going to actually make any traction or find a real thing that works for you is by taking action and not just looking for the next person to give you the magic pill. Yeah, so that's something that I learned by actually doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> for a let, long time. that's actually that's a va- that's something great you bring up. I, I, no one has ever brought that up like to me yet, or just even through all my interviews. Oh, good. I, I love that, um, especially because right, like right now, what would you say? It's probably Instagram that everybody's like throwing at your face, right? Or well, we- and everyone and their mom does Facebook ads agency too. So too. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like everything works mm-hmm. and every guru, if you really follow what they do, if they're like an honest person who's really giving you good value, yeah. everything can work, but you have to put in so much time and focus and not get distracted by the next one. So like, I know I've like bought a bunch of courses and I do a course to 70% and then I do another course to 40% and then I, do, you know, find another one and I stop halfway and I'm like, why isn't this working for me? It was like, yeah, because you aren't finishing anything all the way or giving it enough time. Cause I think that a lot of us, there's like this Instagram quote thing that I just find hilarious where it's like, I've been working so hard for 24 hours and I'm not a millionaire yet. What's wrong? You know, like I think we all have this belief or at least I certainly (laughs) did or do like, I feel like I should be further. I should be making money or I should be higher than this person or that person. But it takes time. So you have to be more realistic and patient and focused and committed. So is that something you do differently now? You make sure you stick all the way through with something from the beginning to end every single time? Is that what yeah. you would say is like 
like different from you now and 10 years ago or five years ago? Yeah, two things. So one is, and I've even like sworn to my husband, I said, don't let me offer any other different program or product or service until the end of the year. Make me swear. Because even within your own business, if you constantly change, oh, this is what I'm offering now. This is what I'm focusing on now. People are like, what the heck do you sell? Like, how do you, how can you actually help me? And you don't give time to see if your product offering actually is going to work. So one thing I'm not changing my mind anymore around what I'm offering. I'm just like, okay, this is what I'm offering mm -hmm. until end of the year, until give yourself a date, whatever. Uh, the second thing is I have gone from being a constant consumer to being more focused on content creation. So in the past, I would always have podcasts running because I adore podcasts and I'd be listening to everyone and their mom and their opinion about what I should do. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening mm -hmm. to Pat Flynn and Tim Ferriss and Amy Porterfield and, and Gary Vaynerchuk and Travis Chappell and everybody, <laughs> our buddy Travis, shout out. Of course. And, and I just, I stopped that now. So I listen to music now and I just do me because I've done enough learning. It's now about action. Yeah. That's actually a point. I'm so glad you bring that up. That's a point that I hit at times. And I sort of cut out listening or reading certain things at certain times as well because you can only take in so much at once, right? And then you go to a point where you're like, am I actually implementing any of this right. or am I not? And then you feel overwhelmed and then you start Same. feeling depressed because you're not actually having results and you feel like a loser and it just is this mm -hmm. bad spiral. Yeah. So no. learn what you need at the time that you're going to actually implement it. Don't just learn a bunch of stuff to learn it because it's just going to overwhelm you and distract you. I think uh, that's those are some very, very great points you uh, bring up over there, right there. Um, and then, so let's just say now the, the, the listener, our listeners, somebody's sitting there at the edge of their seat, you know, in a cubicle, maybe in an office, and they're debating, should they take the leap? Like, is this for them? Is entrepreneurship for them? Is mm. there any big key word of advice before they do it or whether or not they should even do it you have for them? Well, if they're thinking about it, then it's definitely something to consider. Um, I I just would say make sure that if you want to do it and if you're going to take the leap, you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing it just to become like a millionaire in the next six months, uh, <laughs> that's like one in five billion chance that's probably not going to happen. So, And it's not even a great reason either just to do it. Um, but for me, I felt this burning desire in me that I couldn't shake. And I just got to the point where I was like, I can't breathe anymore unless I do this. So I, for me, just from my own experience, I would yeah. say if someone is getting to that point, then that's a sign that yes, you have to do it. Like, or project if, you know, today was your last day on earth. Would you regret not having tried it, not having done it, not having taken the leap? If yes, then you just, you have to figure it out. Yes. If you put it into perspective like that, um, I'm sure that, that that's going to make a lot of people think right there. I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty much what I felt mm. before I made the leap about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, being a female, I'm sure this gets brought up or maybe it doesn't because I know it's a touchy <laughs> subject. How do you feel that is that, has that helped you or has it made it harder being, you know, oh. being a boss, being an entrepreneur in this whole industry? Hmm. I think that overall women are maybe potentially at a disadvantage, uh, but I, 
I should preface that by saying mm-hmm. I wish to be alive at no other time than now. Like it is amazing. And where we're going is just getting better and better and better mm-hmm. for equality of the sexes. So I definitely am grateful for, for everything and where we are. Um, I know for me and for other women that I spend a lot of time with, we have, we tend to not raise our hand and step into the light we are slower to say, yes, I'm an expert in that. Yes, I belong on stage. Yes, I am a leader. Um, so I feel like I've definitely held myself back. I don't know if it's just because of being female or if it's because of my, you know, innate personality or whatever. I don't yeah. know what it is. I feel like it might skew a little bit with the female, but that's, I mean, there's men who go through the same exact mm-hmm. feelings. So I can't necessarily say that, but I can say that. I do notice it when I go to conferences and there's not a single female on stage. Um, when there's panels and there's not, you know, a single girl or even it's all white men and it's just like, you know, a certain race. I definitely notice that. And I really appreciate event planners and people who are organizing things to make sure that there is a representative diversity of all different types of people because I think that's important to model to people who are coming up that there are people like you in leadership positions and you are valid too. So I feel like that has been something that I've been increasingly as I've gotten more Mm -hmm. confidence and clarity in what I'm doing that I also want to be a voice and speak up and get on stage more and be on more shows so that other women can say, oh, she's doing it. I can do it too. So I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what came to my mind. <laughs> oh, definitely. No, you went above and beyond. Uh, I love okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly. I mean, it's something that I feel is being worked on at the same time. It's, it's not where it has to be. It's not where it right. should be. Um, right. Do you feel that the proper measures are being taken though, or could more be done? Um, I mean, I think that massive change like that takes time. So mm-hmm. I don't really judge it too much. And, yeah. you know, I think there's also something that's kind of like two steps forward, one step back is how you make progress. So with anything, I think that we make, you know, several steps forward and then there's like a little flare up and resistance and it goes a little backwards and then it goes forward again. But ultimately the trend is upward. And I think that's a positive thing. So I'm just happy to be a part of it and be lucky enough to live in a place and a time where it's going up. Yeah, me too. I, I can't even imagine um, how things used to be uh, back yeah. in the day. It's, it's hard to believe. Um, well, we're uh, now on to our favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So for each question, you're going to have approximately five seconds to give, it a, give an answer. It could be if, if you need to just throw a random thing out there, just do it, do it. But you have to at least start your answer within five seconds. Otherwise, my, my producer gets very mad at me. I don't know. He comes down here. I don't know if he like kicks me or what he does, but let's just hope we don't deal with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hope you're ready. Mm-hmm. Your favorite book? For our work week, Tim Ferriss. All right. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Pandora music. Great answer. Who who was or currently is your greatest mentor? Uh, for teaching, it was Scott Reed and Mo Mag. Huh. Is entrepreneurism a fad? No. Is voice the future, specifically podcasts? 
Mm, there is no right answer for that. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> we can elaborate later. Okay. And is there one item you consume every day, something uh, for your health, maybe a food, a drink that makes you different? I like making coconut milk lattes in the morning. Mm. You're getting me uh, you're getting me hungry, thirsty. <laughs> with that one. Uh, all right. Well, you made it. We, uh, we're clear. Nobody showed up over here to my uh, studio. So oh, good. We're, we're all set. <laughs> I did hesitate on the Voices of the Future one, though. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So what are, you, what are you thinking about that one? Well, I mean, there's three main ways that humans communicate. Voice video and words like written down. Mm -hmm. So I think that everything ebbs and flows. Like for a while, radio was the hugest thing in the world. And then TV came and the radio is like not as cool. And now podcasts are having a rise. So like audio is rising again. So like, I don't, I wouldn't say podcasts are quote the future, but I would definitely say that they are growing and they're amazing. And I love it. And I love podcasts and things audio in particular, like audiobooks, because you can multitask while you're listening and you can't, um, you know, drive a car while you're watching a video yeah. or, <laughs> or like, you know, run on the track while you're watching a video or something, but you can definitely do it with a podcast. Yeah. I think that that's where it really, uh, th that's how I started falling in love with podcasts. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I, I listen to music every day. I could definitely throw this in once in a while and it's sort of mm. becoming a habit and, uh, and a good one. Um, that's for sure. Um, and then entrepreneurism, you say it's not a fad. Why is that? I mean, business is a hallmark of human interaction. Mm -hmm. It's trading of valuables. I mean, that's just from the beginning of human time. I don't know. So it's like in the past, maybe before there was money, there was barter. So like, I'll give you these two chickens if you give me the milk from that cow for the next month or whatever. There's always an exchange of value in products and services. So like, that's what entrepreneurs, I mean, that's what business is, yeah. is just a trade of value in, of products and services, which will never go away. That's just a basic tenet of human interaction. Now, if you mean specifically people leaving their jobs and starting their own businesses, then that's definitely on the rise um, from where we were in the industrial age and everything. But I don't think it's like a fad in the sense that it's going away. Yeah, I meant more of the, the latter, though I'll take the forward because the chicken and the cow's milk, <laughs> uh, that was that was great. And I'm probably going to have to use that going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good stuff. Well, if uh, if our listeners want to follow you and check out your books and more content, I know we got copythatpops.com. That's your website. And we have uh, you all over social media. You're at, at Laptop Laura. Mm, perfect. Um, any Anywhere else they should uh, be on the lookout or anywhere else they could uh, find your content? Yeah. So I'd say copythatpops.com is like the hub. It's the main website where you can find link outs to everything else. And then yeah, social media, look for me at Laptop Laura. One last thing for free. If you want to join, I do have a Facebook group with people who are working on writing, self-publishing and launching best-selling books. That's completely for free. And people can join that by going to copythatpops.com forward slash Facebook. And that URL will redirect them over to the spot in Facebook that they can join. Awesome. And is there like, besides the group, are there any events or something that's coming up that people should be on the lookout for or anything? Cause I know you said you're right. uh, thinking about doing a few things, uh, kind of off, uh, yeah, off, yeah. off, 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 it was off, uh, 
off record, but right. is there something well, coming up? Well, if people want to work with me, I have two main offers. So one is a course implementation program. If people want to bang out a best-selling book, they can do it as fast as 30 days. That's how I did my two books. And I have multiple people who have gone through it and done it that quickly as well. But you don't have to go that fast <laughs> if you if you need to build in a little more time. And then if you want even more, I have an inner circle program. And that's where we do write, self-publish, and launch a best-selling book, but then we don't stop there. We really leverage that book to grow your brand and business even more by helping you get more speaking gigs and podcast interviews and articles featured about you and all these things. That is, um, that's not for everybody. So, that, you know, reach out to me if you want more information. My email is laura at copythatpops.com. So you can definitely tell me that you heard about it on this show and I'm happy to, you know, give you more information. And within that group, we are planning an event in December. So that's December of 2018. That's going to be an in-person event and we're going to do um, in-person mastermind sessions together. We're going to do a book photo shoot. So like a book signing photo shoot. So, and walking red carpet and getting great photos for your Instagram and your website and all this cool stuff with your book and with the other people who are in the inner circle. So that's a fun event that's coming up if people are a part of that. That's awesome. So if they mention a show, um, well, well, is there any possible uh, incentive? Uh, any, any, sure. maybe, uh, if they join one of your groups, Oh, sure. I like that. Um, what about if you mention the show then and you join one of the programs, then you can do an hour free one-on-one session with me. I usually charge four or $500 an hour for that. So it's a good value. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, I love that. No, but... not many people ask that, but I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I, I love supporting podcasts and being a part of podcasts. I'm a nerd for it. And yeah, I love that question. Awesome. Take awesome. Advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage, everybody. You, you, uh, this is, this is exclusive. It's happening right now as we speak. Yeah. So, uh, this is not just going around everywhere. So everybody, exactly. that, that's what you get here on boss to boss. Um, so make sure everybody check out copy that pops.com and pretty much everything could be found there, right? Yeah. Everything. It's a good hub. Mm -hmm. Right. For everything. Okay. And then laptop, Laura, I remember when you first, uh, <laughs> followed me, I, I think I, that's when you first met right through Instagram. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Laptop Laura just caught my eyes so, you know, like right away. Oh, that's uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I don't know if we, uh, we exchanged followers. Something happened right away, but we connected, I think, through through, through Travis Chapel or mm -hmm. so, someone in that circle possibly. Um, yeah, uh, so that's great stuff, everybody. I hope you uh, check it all out. A lot of good info. Any closing thoughts um, as we're uh, about to head out over here? My main thing that I really preach to everybody is you really are influenced by those that are around you. So choose carefully. But we'll, we'll just leave it at that. That's perfectly <laughs> said, everybody. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed another episode of Boss to Boss. Laura, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure having you on. We'll definitely be talking again soon. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two, boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>